Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 833-858-8006 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. And welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side. And Evan, we got two different sports to talk about in this state. We got football, we got basketball. How about we start off kind of positive. Let's go with basketball. Michigan blew the doors off of Wisconsin. Flat out embarrassed Wisconsin. Wisconsin, who, what, the average age of their team is, what, 23, 24? They could, they could pretty much play at any Sunday rec league, okay? And There's veterans own. out there for Wisconsin. Here's the scary news. They could all come back next year because of this rule. So Wisconsin could have a team full of 25 and 26-year-olds trying to win the Big Ten. But last night, Michigan, you know, thoroughly embarrassed them. They win 77 to 54. Folks, if you didn't see the game, wasn't even that close. Michigan at one point, I think, went on a 40 to 3 run. So that's where it just got like, who are these guys? And that game was 26 to 23 before that run. Wisconsin was pulling back. They were down five or six. Yeah. Hit a three and then. Boom, Michigan turned it on, and their defense, Wisconsin didn't even look like they were running plays No, at the like the second half. They were so discombobulated with everything, and then Michigan's offense, I mean, they're hitting all their th- open threes. They're doing everything that they should do. It was a team win. Extremely well. It, it was a team win. It wasn't even uh, we can't stop Hunter Dickinson because I, I think he finished with – he didn't finish with, like, this great game. It was just – Spread out throughout everybody. Everybody. Shawnee Brown, Eli Brooks. You got Mike Smith knocking down step-back threes. You got Wagner. Yep. Isaiah Livers off the first play of the game has a dunk. I mean, they should have saw the signs right then and there. But, boy, I mean, they're just – they're they're rolling. When Dickinson finishes with 12 points and you you go on a 43-6 to run, you know it's your night. And I'm not saying those are, like, meaningless points. But those points didn't come until the game was already out of hand. Right. I mean, there were four guys in double digits. They did at that. I think last night they kind of put everybody on notice 
we're a really good team. Now, my thing, and I've said it before, and people are like, oh, why don't you just give them credit? I am giving them credit. If you just didn't hear the first part of this, I can't help you. I just want to see them do it outside of Chrysler. That's the only thing. It's playing in your backyard. When you play in your backyard, you know if I step on this crack and aim it right here, it's going to go in. Well, because same with the rims. You hit the right. front end of the rim, I know it's going to drop or, right. or whatever it might be. So, yeah, that's my that's their last test. Just take it on the road, do the same thing. Well, if, it, I, if I'm a Michigan fan, what I do is I take a deep breath just for a moment because championships are not won in January. They're not won in February. It's a great, I mean, great, no, phenomenal start. It's not a January madness? No, there isn't. Unfortunately, like September Heisman? And, like, last year we saw right. Michigan roll at the beginning of the year. Blow out Gonzaga. Yeah. Blow out UNC. And then more tape came out, and the more you watch, the more you're able to defend. Right. You're able to change up what you're doing on the offensive end. Because I feel like this year you haven't really seen everything that Michigan's capable of. And it's nobody to blame. I mean, you play who's in front of you, right? And you dominate who's in front of you. Right. But at the same time, Northwestern always starts hot and fades. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, was that was not the same team that I saw play against Michigan State. Now that might have to do with the lack of defense on Michigan State. But it's just take a breath and enjoy it right now. Don't start talking championships and Final Fours. Now, out of the Big Ten, I think there's the team that could go there right now if yeah. we're just doing it right here, right now. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be Illinois, but – at, yeah, if you had to pick somebody right now, it's it's Michigan. Michigan and, looks the best. And that, as you stated, teams catch up to you. Teams figure you out. And what's going to happen, Team, you're going to start getting everybody's best punch. Not that you, they were looking past you, but it's one of these, dude, they're for real. And they're it, hyped. To it, play re, you. it reminded me a lot of Illinois last year. When Illinois was like, yeah, you know, they're, they're winning games, but that's still Illinois. And then you realize, oh, Okay, you know what? Illinois will destroy you if you take them lightly. Yeah, and, and I mean, like you said, to start, last night was just a flat-out embarrassment for Greg Gard. And, and what what I don't know what they were trying to do. And, like, I know Dockich wanted to complain that they would take their big guy out with two fouls in the first half, and then right away commits his third in the second half. And it's like, well, that's why they took him out, because right. he would have committed that in the first half, right. and now he would have had four. So, but it was weird. Like, why was Wisconsin so adamant I'm posting up last night at the start of the game. I think they wanted to get Dickinson out the game. Yeah, but even like Davidson would do it, but he's always a, a little. Oh, well, no, that's their offense. Yeah. But and... that's, just, that's the Wisconsin. Okay, that's the Wisconsin swing offense. That's just what they do is they post up. But they normally hit their shots. They don't go. F- <laughs> they don't let a team go on a 43-6 to run. I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, unless you're watching like Duke and and playing against Houston Baptist, right? This or is like, like that's that. like a one versus sixteen matchup in the tournament. It was so where all impressive. of a sudden they just like, yeah, you know what? We're all pros and you all are nobody. So I didn't think there was any way that Jawan Howard could make a John Beeline team better, but he has. It's funny you say that because he really didn't make a John Beeline team better. We got to get <clears throat> the John Beeline era is over. That's Juwan's team. Juwan did a lot what Mel Tucker is doing. He purged that lineup. Oh, yeah. He looked at Beeline's guys and says, you guys may be fine upstanding citizens, and maybe one day one of you could date my daughter, but I don't need you as basketball players. He's purged. He's flipped that roster. And next year, 
That's all his team. Now, the good thing in basketball, you can flip a roster really quickly. That's what he's doing. Next year, Michigan, he's going the route of Kentucky. He's got six guys coming in. I think two are in the top 25. They're going to have a team. Now, the funny thing is I don't see uh, Hunter Dickens' name in, like, any mock draft, which he almost has to because it's, it's, the, it's the blessing and the curse. It's why Kentucky – you go to Kentucky, they got to force you out whether you're ready or not. Because, dude, we brought you in for one year. We got somebody else. We we got your dorm room to somebody else already. When you're bringing in six and you got about a lot of young players, if the guys aren't ready to go, you end up like Kentucky is now, where you got a bunch of people all fighting for a spot. That's not a team. That's why Kentucky can't win right now because they got too many people who weren't good enough to be one and done, and now they're all stuck on that team fighting for that last cracker to get the hell out of Lexington. So that's real interesting that you say that because they have a lot of kids coming in, and obviously they have a full team right now. Right. So on Michigan's roster, you would assume that Isaiah Livers would make the jump to the pros, right? right. Well, he has to now. Maybe Wagner does it. Well, didn't you say they could all come back? Oh, that's right. See, that's just it. They could all come back, but I think you're right. And so where does the – they're going to have to remove some kids then from the team, yeah. meaning whether they're walk-ons or they're low down with their scholarship. But it makes me wonder because if if Wagner and Livers go pro, which I think they're fringe pro players, right? Like, are they as good as Brad Zakis was with Michigan? No. And Brad Zakis is a G League player. Um, are Is there a Karis LeVert out there? Could Isaiah Livers do that? I, I don't know personally. Um but it does make you wonder if they have six kids coming in. And- See, I, I don't think that Isaiah is the next Karis LeVert. you got to remember, Karis LeVert, unfortunately, may have been one of the unluckiest people you know. He's always hurt. Yeah. So he got hurt twice at Michigan. So, yeah, I, I just I don't think that you could put Livers in that same category because we've seen Livers is injured, but LeVert missed so much of the seasons at Michigan that I think we would have known how good he was. But remember, he went down. And, you know, a lot of their early on. So, he didn't play in a lot of Big Ten seasons. So. Uh, but when I look at that Michigan team, they have a ton of talent coming in next year. Now, going to the other side of the state, Michigan State has talent coming in next year. This year, yeah, that's a lot different story. This year, no identity. What looked like they were going to have, you know, maybe they've righted the ship and – they were coming off of a little two-game winning streak, and then they had Purdue at halftime, 31-16. to 16. And then in the final few minutes, you watch Izzo just flat-out get out-coached by Matt Painter. For some reason, he was more concerned. He said this in the press conference. He's more concerned about Purdue stepping out and hitting a three. They made three three-pointers the entire game. And Travion Williams comes in and scores 22 of his 26 points in the second half, there was only one place the ball was going. And I like it when I see coaches who realize, you can't stop me, I'm not going to stop me. You have to stop this. And they didn't. Uh, it was the big thing because I, I actually went to that game because I got a story to tell you a little bit later on in this, but I went to that game and sitting there, I thought that maybe something happened to Thomas Kithier because – I couldn't understand why Joey Hauser is guarding Travion. That's, that's just a mismatch. That's not fair at all. 
And later on, I'm like, okay, well, why not put Marcus Bingham in? Okay. Hey, Marcus, use your seven foot four wingspan. Go in there and earn your scholarship tonight. He had already had three block shots. He's not in the game. Like, oh, okay. Maddie Sissoko is not in the game. Okay, this is just not making any sense. Are these guys hurt? And now nah, he was more worried about the, he didn't want he had two timeouts, so you could have gone offense defense if you wanted to. This is just one you got to hang on time. That at the end of the game, every break went Purdue's way from the ball getting hit out of bounds to the uh, alternate possession, and they made it. And Henry shot misses, and that that was a bad loss for the Spartans who are just struggling. They're struggling just to find an identity of of who the heck are we? They don't have that go to guy. They you it was Cassius. Or, you know, years before it was Miles or it was Denzel. That person, you know what? There's a 90% chance he's shooting the ball, and you know he's shooting the ball, and you're willing to be okay with that. I guess it's Henry. But, yeah, I they made four baskets in the second half. The rest of their points came off the free throw line. And speaking of which, you know, your stars, Langford, Henry, Hauser, all missed on the free throw line. You know, uh, Holgert, the freshman, they had to take him out because he showed the he couldn't handle the pressure. He missed three free throws late in the game because Purdue was smart. We're just going to keep following this freshman. He's not making his free throws time. What are you going to do? Rocket misses one. Like it, It's one of those games where you go back and you say, guys, free throws are unguarded points. You hit those. We're not having this conversation. You're not hanging your head low in the locker room. But they did. Made a ton of mistakes in that game. Yeah, and I thought the worst thing that happened to him was getting that big lead at halftime because I felt like they almost thought, we got this with whatever we're going to do. It's going to work. And Purdue came out on fire and, and Travion Williams. And we talked before that game, and we both agreed that bigs usually screw up Michigan State, especially this year mm-hmm. because they don't have a big of their own, right? Mm-hmm. And at the first Half, like you said, you saw Bingham get three blocks in like the last three minutes, and he was changing that end of the floor. And everything was going right. They were hitting their shots. Langford was looking really good coming off of curls and and hitting his free throw line extended shots. And it just, like you said, I I don't blame bad luck. I don't blame the last possession because you should have never been there. But the moment that Purdue missed that free throw when they were down one and got the jump ball, I looked at my wife, and I said, it's over. They're going to win. And she goes, you don't know that. I said, yes, I do, because they have nobody out there to guard their best player. And when Travion Williams says after the game, I knew the spot I wanted to go to, and I knew I was going to get the ball. Yeah. And then you look at it, and he's that open to his strong hand, and he just, it's a layup. See, that's why I thought Bingham, of all people, should have been in the game, because Bingham would have at least made him alter the shot if he goes in. Man, you got to hit a high arcing shot, or maybe Bingham gets a finger on it. You make it uncomfortable, right? And and we just, you know what? We're going to grind this thing out and grind this thing out. But uh, Hauser, because you- Hauser, Hauser and and Malik Hall are just not tall enough to go and stop him. I mean, this is why, and that's not their game either. They're never going to be a down yeah. low. Like, okay, Hall can do it against the six seven six six dudes, but you put a guy that's six nine and plays like a big he plays like a big Travion knows exactly what he is he's on the block 
Right. That's very hard to defend when you're not as beefy and no offense to him, but he's just not a, an elite defender of bigs, right? right. And he's, he's okay at, at defending, but you, you like to see it because, you know, Izzo, I think he was afraid of the pass. And for him to say, I wanted to guard the three, he was afraid of his guards letting up. And instead, his bigs let up. Yeah. And it's just. Evan, it's, it's no way. You should have had Bingham out there. You should have did better. And, yeah, because then even Izzo was like, you know, if I would have put Bingham out there last week, you guys would have been like, well, why do you have Bingham out there? I think Tom needs to realize he's, yes, There's you need to shorten your bench, but you have position you have situational players. Yes. There are certain games where, you know what, Evan? You're going to get 25 minutes, and there's games you're going to get no minutes. And I think and the you players have to be know okay that. with that. Right. This was a game, and in the future, your bigs are going to get a lot more time. When you go up against Iowa, when you go up against Illinois, when you go up against Michigan, you got to use your fouls. you got to use every advantage you can against their big men because now there's other games where – yeah, I'm not going to play you. I'm going to go smaller. So these are the games where Gabe Brown's going to get a lot more run. These are the games where the other guys are going to get more run. But in a game like that, yeah, especially late. Or even put Marvel's big body on him, like you said, for fouls yeah. or whatever it might be. It's just I always have a problem when you blow a big lead and then you talk about the last few minutes when you shouldn't even be in that position. You know, I watched the Tiger Woods documentary, and his mom says, Put your foot on their throat. Don't let them back up. And that's what they should have done. Yeah. But like I said, going on that run at the end of the first half, you put fake confidence in their head mm-hmm. that what they did in the first half was going to be oh, good no. enough to win that game. That wasn't fake confidence. Yeah. They, I don't know what that was. That was just – yeah, maybe fake confidence is the word. You know what I mean? Like just thinking – They hit cruise control. They thought, okay, we got it, not realizing the reason why it was so easy is because Travion picked up two fouls and early. out. Yep. Of the first half. And he is their team. And Edie, Edie's nice. Don't get me wrong. He's 7-4 and he plays every bit of it. But he wasn't hurting them. Right. And you weren't trying to get Trevion in foul trouble. I don't. I think he picked up one more foul and that was it. Yeah. You were settling once again. They start settling for jumpers. That that trying to hit that killer, you know, kill shot three. And nothing was falling. Too many kids are afraid of getting blocked. And I've always thought you get blocked. As yeah, long as you the ball know why? Yeah, because we make a big deal. Oh, you got posterized. Okay. Oh, well, who cares? But you right. go after that dude that has two fouls early. At least in the first two minutes, you will attack him what three times, and you go after him. So what if your shot gets blocked or you miss it or whatever? You're doing the best for your team in the long run. You know, you think about it and equate it to football. You're gonna run, 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 even though you're not getting anything because you know you need to do it in order to pass. Yeah. And and maybe that's just something now. Like I said before, Izzo knows more about basketball than I ever will. It's just from an outsider looking in. So yeah, for Michigan State, I mean, hey, congratulations! You have Iowa. Got <laughs> Iowa, <laughs> and that's not. And Garza's no easy task. Garza is probably the player of the year. Yeah, and you, my philosophy for Garza and beating Iowa is simple as this: you don't stop Garza. It's it's the old what they did for Michael Jordan. I shut down the other four. Yep. If Garza shoots the ball 50 times, I win because I'm going to tire him out, and hopefully his legs are tired at the end of the game and we can win a free-throw shooting contest. And you follow him hard. I'm not going to – right. You you make him earn it, but you shut down the other four players. 
You don't let them get off. You don't let them do anything because even if Garza's hitting twos and if you can, and you also have to hit your threes, you're winning that battle by one point each time. For every two, you're hitting a three. You're winning. You do that ten times, you got a ten-point lead. So do you think what we just talked about would be a good strategy going against Garza? The going down low, try to get some fouls on them, and put every big you have out there for your fouls? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is one of those you got probably 25 fouls you can use. Use all 25 fouls. Be physical. Work don't em. give up and once. If you're going to foul, right. foul. Foul him that he doesn't get it off. Don't go cheap and try right. swiping at the ball and stuff like that. Right. Make make every one of your fouls count. Yep. Okay? Don't. A cheap foul, yeah, you're, you're not doing your job. And I also don't think that there's going to be a need to double because they will hit their threes off right. of open looks. Don't. Yeah, that's just it. Make make him work, but just know we're going to do this like hockey shifts. You, you're only going to be out there for two, three minutes at a time. Next guy come in there. Elbow, elbow, they physical, do have enough physical, bodies arm bar. That. Yeah. And we just hit him in the body blow, body blow, body blow, body blow. Yep. So that's what you got to hope for. All right, uh, real quick, um, the what do you want to hear, Mel Tucker or Jim Harbaugh stuff? Deal I want to hear Harbs because I told you it's like D.B. Cooper, so I'm always looking to find out the mystery. Harbaugh contract comes out, and it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. If you look at the numbers, it's $4 million this year base and then like $3.7 million worth of incentives. Here's the irony about it, funny thing about it. If he hits every incentive, coach of the year, national championship winner, he still can't make his salary from last year. There's no way he could ever make the same amount of money that he made in the previous six years. The way it's set up, in no year can he ever crack the $8 million mark. It should have been set up that he got a dollar more. It's Yeah, but that's just it. That kind of tells you where Michigan is at. God, that's to, crazy me, to me, it's, it's a one-year deal. This is a we are hopefully – You'll do enough that the NFL will take you off of our hands. The buyout for Michigan is $4 million. The buyout for Harbaugh is just $2 million in year one, and then it drops to like $1 million for Harbaugh to quit, and I think in year two, and $2 million for Michigan just to say, okay, you're just going to go. It's set up that he's not going to be there more than two more years. Next year, if everything falls right, they can move him on. But the way that contract is set up, Evan, he's, he's on a two-year deal. At the most, and then after that, Michigan, two million. The pandemic's over. Screw it. Cut him a check. We're done with this. We're gonna move on. You know what it makes me feel like? It makes me feel like the movie uh, Dead Man Walking. Yeah. Sean Penn. Dead Man Walking. Yeah. Cause you. Okay. So they say they have a plan in their release that came out. Right. We thought it would just be a release. We didn't expect them to do media or anything like that because you're gonna get riddled with nothing but negative questions. Right. Mm-hmm. Even from. The Michigan side of things, you gotta ask. they're all looking at it like, why, right? And right. so it, it seemed to me that Michigan didn't want to spend the money, which seems weird. That would be like Apple not spending money, right? Yeah. Because let's say, let's say, I don't know, let's say the number is $40 million. That might be crazy inflated to get rid of him, the other coaches, and then bring in a whole new staff, right? But don't you have to listen to the old saying that's always been around, you have to spend money to make money. And if you make this move, 
potentially you're making the move for the betterment of everything involved, no. right? No, this this move was made. This was a temporary fix. This was this this was not a long term deal. And I got the numbers wrong. It's a in year two, Michigan would need three million to buy him out, and Harbaugh would need one and a half million, which to buy himself is out. nothing when you talk. And the about- numbers keep going down by a half million. And then the next year, it's a two million, and Harbaugh it's one million, and then it's yeah one million to buy him out in year four, which you'll never see. Harbaugh only has to pay a half a million, and in the year five, nothing, just walk, just go. You're not anywhere closer to beating Ohio State. I think this is this allows Michigan to maybe do a thorough uh, backdoor search for a coach to make sure you can get somebody good. This allows them to keep their eyes on some people. I can't see this, Evan. I'm telling you. If he's there two more years, I, I'm shocked because that team is nowhere near where it's supposed to be. Heck, well, they're even having problems now with another one of their recruits who may end up leaving one of their top recruits and Xavier Worthy. Apparently, he's having problems in role. He wanted to enroll early, and there's problems with that. He's taken down all of his Michigan stuff from his social media. Wow. And sure doesn't help Michigan when all of a sudden you see Devontae Smith, who – he, he wanted to go to Bama, and you're looking at Devontae Smith and what he just did in a half in the national championship game? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, he wasn't even their best wide receiver to start the year? No, son, he wasn't. Well, to, to think that he was even on that team last year that had Ruggs right. and um, Judy, and, and like you, you don't even remember hearing about him, right? No. At all, and he comes out and does this. And so my only thing is with Michigan, right, let's say – Jim Harbaugh goes back to the guy that got here at Michigan, right? He's winning 10 games again, but he's still not beating Ohio State, and he's still not winning that conference. Let's say he does that this year. Does he stay next year? No. Are we in the same spot? It depends on the Ohio State loss because if if it's an Ohio State. If it's what we've always seen. I'm saying it's a repeat of. No, because at Michigan, that's a failure of a season. Certain schools have certain expectations, certain levels, and that's a failure of a season. So you think that they will admit that that's just not good enough anymore? They they they're going to have to admit that, but it's just where they're at right now. Uh, with Mel Tucker, saw him at the Purdue game, had a nice talk with him, and look for more attrition on the team. Look for more guys leaving, and him bringing in more guys in the transfer portal. I think there's going to be another wave after spring practice of guys are going to fight it out like the Hunger Games, and those who lose are going to leave, and he's going to keep hitting that portal hard he's got a plan he's really big on this wake forest running back that's coming in i mean he really likes this kid and uh and maybe we'll get into this a little more next week evan he's got plans uniform wise and helmet wise for next season so i was privy to get a little snippet a little peek of what some things for next year will look like well, it looks like my pocketbook is going to be a little lighter now because I am a sucker for Nike gear. Um, so let me guess. I'm going to guess, just reading between lines, one position that players may leave is running back because now they have two transfers coming in yeah. with the the uh, the kid from Auburn and now this kid from Wake Forest. Right. And Jordan Simmons ran well as a freshman. You had Elijah Collins. Does Connor Hayward come back again? So – that room is loaded with kids that play, right? Yeah, it is, and and I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know who's going to leave, but yeah, you would have to assume at least one of those guys chooses to move on. Yeah, and I'm surprised I haven't heard it already. To be honest with you, 
Um, I think it's just one of those that you're, I think that's where you're going to wait to see what happens in the spring. You got to wait to see what happens and, okay, this is, this is not going to be good because, yeah, you know, it's just one of those that I don't want to put names out there because guys could come in there and they could work it out. But, yeah, Kenneth Walker III is the running back from there, from Wake Forest. Real big on this kid. This kid scored 13 touchdowns. Tucker was not happy that none of his running backs scored any touchdowns rushing the ball. I think that drove him mad. You got Harold Joyner II coming in from Auburn. So, yeah, this guy. I think I think Joyner is more of the what we always wanted uh, Connor Hayward to be, the H-back, the guy that you could put in the slot, you could put in the backfield. Kind of the – you can move him all around. And, you know – Almost like Michigan State's version of a Devontae Smith or just that person that, okay, I'm going to move him here. I'm going to move him here. I'm going to find the mismatch. So look for more attrition to happen probably. More attrition will happen after the spring. You know what I really like about it too is you're bringing in these kids that are hungry with something to prove. I feel like every one of these kids, well, I'm not going to say everyone, so I'm going to say 9 out of 10, are like, I want to show them this is what I could have done for you. Right. Whether it's him, uh, Joiner showing Auburn, like I, that was me. I yeah. should be RB one, right? Right. And what happens is a lot, and and you know he talked about it. I mean, normally most kids take a step down, and you know, like it or not, Michigan State fans like getting a kid from Auburn. That's a step down. That's why if you look at most of the state people, they went to Mac schools, they went to Memphis. I think they finally had two who went to a Power Five. School. One kid went to Illinois. I saw, and the other kid, Luke uh, Fulton, went to Kentucky. Right, but most kids went a step down. I'd still say Kentucky isn't even on par. But they're it SEC. is SEC. Yes, so they're SEC homecoming. Well, actually, they've gotten better, but that's so. Yes, you're hoping to get kids who came from big schools that can come to Michigan State and instantly help. We got to wait and see. Uh, tweet came out this morning. Justin Stevens, the big six-seven freshman who opted out last year from Canada, he's flying to campus, so he'll be on the team this year. So there we go. But yes, get ready because you're gonna be spending some money next season. Yeah, and I'm okay with it as long as I look good. Um, do you want to hear my question for? Yes, that? please. Um, I'm gonna pit Michigan versus Michigan State, Ann Arbor versus East Lansing. Okay, so you're going to know the names of these places. I just know them based on what I've had to eat. So it's a food competition. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pit the sub shop in East Lansing that you brought for us, what, a couple weeks ago? Jersey Giant, yeah. Against the sandwich shop in Ann Arbor that everybody goes crazy oh, about. Zingerman's. Zingerman's. <clears throat> yeah. So up to you, just oh. based off your preference. If Rico Beard is having a sandwich, bag of chips, and a soda, where's he going? I'm going to Jersey Giant, and it's not because, oh, of course, you picked the East Lansing spot. It's because I can walk into Jersey Giant with 20 bucks, get that gigantic sandwich that I brought here that it fed a bunch of people oh, at yeah. the staff and still walk away with 6 $7 worth of change. Zingerman's, good sandwiches, expensive as hell. Well, you're paying $20 for a sandwich that could, eat, that could feed four, but – yeah, can't eat it that way because it's so big. Right. Now, I love Zingerman's because I love corned beef, so that's where I would go. But I, I just wanted to hear your opinion because I feel like they're comparable, just that they serve sandwiches. Dude, Jersey Giant. See, that's that's my favorite sandwich shop. So that okay. was a loaded So I question. went to your heart. Okay. Yeah, that, that, there, there was no place. 
I mean, better than all the subway. No, no, screw all of that. You know, if I'm death row, yeah, my that's final what I'm meal, saying. Yeah, I, I need I need the uh, Jersey Giant, please. That's my final meal. Awesome, but yeah, that that was the question, and I yeah, I like to have a little fun. East Lansing versus Ann Arbor when it comes to food. So, so yeah, Zingerman's a little too pricey for me. So uh, can I get this sandwich on layaway? <laughs> right. All right, you know what? I'll take a quarter. How about six bucks? I feel like Chris Rock. Okay, how about just a bite? Can I just get a bite? <laughs> just, just pour it in my hand. Just pour a cup. I don't need a cup. Just pour it in my hand. Oh, Give me so a bite. Good. How much for one bite? One rib. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. For Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. This is the Five Star Zone. We'll be back next week. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where owning pays all your closing costs, and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 833-858-8006 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. Hi, I'm John Meacham, the host of Cadence 13's new podcast, Fate of Fact, on how America and its political parties got to where we are today. Available now on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.